Hello and welcome back to the LSB Sports Talk AFL podcast, special Brownlow edition. We're a week out from the Brownlow, one of the best nights of the year. You get your beers, you get your pizza, you put a couple of bets on, sit around the TV with your mates. Probably not this year if you're in Victoria, but still we're going to break down the Brownlow. We're going to go through the teams and all the key markets. And I'm joined today with Alex. Alex, it's a fucking great time of the year. Yeah, I love, I love Brownlow time. It's uh, good to put on a few little bets and maybe win some money. So let's let's get straight into it, and we're not going to hold you in suspense. Um, Alex, do you want to do you want to hazard a guess who won the Brownlow Medal on the LSB Sports Predictor? Oh, I'm going to guess it's Lockie Neal. Lockie Neal on 28 votes, and of course, the winner without Neal is an interesting market. Um, has anything taken your fancy in the winner without Neal market there, Alex? I think I'm going to go with uh, Travis Boak. I see that Petrarca's up there a lot. He's pretty high on there, but I don't know if he's going to get the votes uh, to back that up. So I, I definitely think uh, Boak in that winning Port Adelaide team could uh, rack up some votes and get that uh, winner without Neil. I really like Jack Steele. If Jack Steele can get the votes that people think he gets, he doesn't have a proven record. And St Kilda did have a lot of games where a lot of players, you know, did get around the tween disposal, a goal or here or there, Mark. So that will be interesting. I think for you people out there that know what lay betting is, I would lay Dusty for the top three and even the top five. I don't... A lot of predictors have him so high and I can't see... I definitely can't see him coming top three. And I... Don't have him coming top five in the LSB predictor. He's finished on 12 votes, which is going to be enough to just sit inside the top 10. What do you think about Dusty this year? Because a lot of people are backing him in. Yeah, well, I mean, he obviously gets the umpire's attention and can get the votes. This is definitely hasn't been his season. He's sparked up a little bit and then said some off games. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets in that top 10. But the way he's played, he probably doesn't deserve to be in that top 10 in the Brownlow. Well, let's... Let's get straight into the teams because, you know, that's where most of the value is these days. We're going to go straight into Adelaide. So for the LSB predictor, out of the Adelaide football team, 24 votes. Rory Laird winning on nine. A bit of a landslide, really. No one got votes on for the Adelaide team till very late. No one got a three voter till very late as well because they got those votes. We have Matt Crouch coming fourth. I think the odds at Rory Laird, eighty going off this and going off some other predictors, I think it's really good odds there, Alex. Yeah, I like um, Rory Laird to win that one. He had a good, pretty good season. I think they threw him into the midfield more than playing off halfback, so he should rack up some a few votes, I guess. Not going to get many because they didn't win many games, but the ones they did and he played well in, so... Well, maybe he's projected too high nine. So what we're going to do, Alex, is because what a lot of... Obviously, you can put $10 on it and get 18 bucks back, but what a lot of people like to do... They like to do the multis. So we're gonna. there's going to be three categories. There's going to be A, put it in all your multis. B, filter it through your multis. And C, only put it in like, you know, multis that you don't think you're going to put a lot of money on, risky multis. So where would you put Rory Laird in that category? I put him in the first category. I'd put your money on that one. You're confident? You're confident? I'm, I'm, com- I'm confident in that one, yeah. Uh, it's, really it's adding really good value, but Adelaide, unpredictable team. Are they going to pick up one or two voters when they didn't win? We don't have him getting any, uh, but, you know, it's really interesting. And Rory Laird, he did play more midfield this year, but also into defence. But, you know, Crows at 24 points. They're probably going to have the least votes. We won't stay on them any longer. 
We go to Brisbane without Lockie Neal, of course, because if it was Lockie Neal, it was there to be a dollar one. Got Jaron Lyons on top here quite convincingly. We have him on 12 votes. Humor Cluggage and Dane Zorko on six. Jared Lyons, $1.35 in the market. I think this is a pretty easy one, and we can probably put it in category. 100% on that one. No, no worries at all, um, especially a player like Dane Zorko, who you know has been around the AFL for 10 years now and has been known to vote in the high teens. You're not worried at all? Uh, not real. I think they've finally got some mix of humor luggage and Jared Lyons and all that. Uh, uh, getting a lot of the ball. So, oh, absolutely strong finish to the season by Sam Walsh. He pairs here on the LSB predictor. The Blues get 52 overall. If it's Ed Kerno on six, it's very close in the market here. Sam Walsh at dollar seventy, Patrick Cripps two dollars. Who LSB predictors got Walsh? Do you think Walsh will get more votes than Crisp? Cripps? Um, that's a tough one. I mean, Cripps might get the votes just because of his name and and the, the way he has played. Um, so I'd be a little bit wary on this one. Maybe in the category B for this one. What are your thoughts? Well, almost category C because. You could probably put Cripps and Walsh in some together, yeah. but you wouldn't want you wouldn't want to be banking on it or anything, and you wouldn't want to be put them, putting them through heaps. Yeah. So maybe that's more of a C, just you know, just a few multis, and you know, not don't take too long of odds. Onto your pies now, uh, Alex, and this is a real, real big toss up. We've got Scott Pendlebury on twelve votes, Taylor Adams on eleven. And we've got Grundy and Trelaw on six. And just going through other people's predictors, I Grundy could get more. Grundy could definitely get 10. Trelaw had a few games where he got lots of disposals, but the Pies lost. Of course, he missed a lot of games as well. So you could almost say Grundy and Trelaw could be two or three votes better, and that makes it much more interesting. Taylor Adams, $1.50 favorite. Scott Penderbury, $2.35, and you're getting $10 at Trelaw and Grundy. Your personal opinion? Opinion watching the Pies this year. Who's your top brown they getter? I'll probably have to go with Taylor Adams on that one. I think in the mid part of the season, when I think we we lost a few players like Chalor and uh, Sidebottom, he really stepped up in some of those games that we won. Um, but Pendlebury, known uh, vote getter, could could definitely take some from him as well. So this might be a similar category to um to the Carlton one as well. We just don't know where those votes are going to go, really. Yeah, it's those. probably another category C because like. Penderbury's a proven vote getter, you know. Obviously, he's never won. I don't think he's ever come top three. But how many times has Penderbury come top ten in the Brownlow? You know, just proven getter. And Taylor Adams flashy as well. And you know, obviously, they Brody Grundy has been favor almost close to the favourite last two years. Didn't do as well as we thought. He's a ruckman, but he has the potential to get votes. On to Essendon now, and we've got Zach Merritt on sixteen. Shield and McGrath on seven. Dylan Shield started really well, dropped off, only had one vote in the last 10 games. I think this is pretty comprehensive for me. If there's one thing that I will admit from my predictor in recent years, I've probably had Zach Merritt a bit too high. Um, of course, he's one of those players who touches the ball a lot, sometimes doesn't have a lot of impact. But even if he would would say to get only get 12 or 13, I'd say that this is a this is an A. This is a classic A. Yeah, 
Yeah, the way that it, uh, Essendon's season kind of went, I think, yeah, he gets 12 or so votes, he's probably going to win it because I don't see many other players out there racking up a ton of votes. Probably get 10 votes. She'll yeah. might breach 10. McGrath's an interesting one. McGrath was solid. McGrath was Essendon's first best or second best player in a lot of their games, but either he just wasn't the standout or the other team, you know, won on the day and just had better players. Dollar twelve, that's pretty short, but that's enough on that. Let's go to Fremantle. 55 votes. Fife on 14, of course. We saw Fife last year. We thought Fife would do all right. He ended up winning, and it was pretty obvious he was going to win a few rounds to the finish. David Mundy, as reliable as ever, 12. And Brayshaw, Andrew Brayshaw, we know from two seasons ago when his brother shot out of nowhere to finish high in the Brownlow with Steel Sidebottom and Tom Mitchell that, you know, that family's capable of polling votes. This is really good value for me, Alex, because yep. five's a dollar twenty-two. David Mundy is eight dollars, and I'm not saying Mundy's going to do it, but if you add that eight dollars in a multi with some some of the other surefires, that's pretty good value. Yeah, you can put a little sneaky one on that one. Put Mundy in there, and a few of the ones we really think going to happen, you know, like Merritt or um. And the beauty, the beauty of eight dollars is you yeah. can just you can just slap five ten bucks on it, and you're going to exactly. get a good return. So you're going to get a good I, return. Yeah, I definitely think maybe that's a good good value one there. Chuck it in a little roughy. Um, that's what I think for that one. Yeah, Fife's dealt with a lot with some injuries this year, and he played up forward a lot. But do you think just the class and because we know Fife is such a proven Brownlow getter that he probably will win this? More than likely, is the vote getter, and the umpires umpires know that, and they're definitely going to maybe give him a few sneaky votes. But, I mean, there is a few other players on that team that have started to lift their game. You know, Michael Walters might steal some votes. Uh, as you said, Brayshaw. Uh, I've got Michael Michael but... Walters on four votes here. Only polled in three games. He did miss quite a bit through injury. Um, Luke Ryan, four votes. But, you know, he's a defender. You don't know what's going to happen there. Well, I think I think Fife's relatively safe bet to get that one. But I do like that David Mundy kind of roughy in there with $8. And next, we go to the Cats. So the Cats is a very tough one for me here. We've got Patrick Dangerfield's finished on 16 votes, Guthrie on 14, Menegola 13. If I go back even further, I've got Tom Hawkins here on nine. The market ref- kind of reflects that. Just swap Guthrie and Menegola. We've got Danger, $1.85 favorite, Menegola 2.75, Cam Guthrie 4, Tom Hawkins 8. Do you think the class and the proven vote getting will just slightly elevate danger here, even though, in my personal opinion, Guthrie and Menegola had a better year? Yeah, this is another tough one. I mean, Dangerfield, the superstar of the years, can poll the votes, but uh, Menegola and Guthrie, yeah, had great seasons. So uh, you could throw another that $4 Cam Guthrie one into a roughie maybe. Um, but... Again, Dangerfield, that proven vote uh, vote getter. I'm, I'm just not confident putting a multi, putting a putting a decent sized multi on anyone from Geelong because yep. Danger, as I said before, I don't think Danger was Geelong's best player this season. But you know the way he plays, you know, flashy people have got it. Even myself here, I, I, I was torn against it, but in the last round he wasn't fantastic and he got three votes just because he was so big in that last quarter. So you never know if the umpires thought no. Nah, Danger didn't show up until three-quarter time. He can get one vote. Then that might change the complexity completely. Next, we have the Suns. And look, the last, 
I, I'm trying to think. The last, maybe three or four years ago, Aaron Hall, when he was still playing for the Suns, was leading the Brownlow two years in a row. And I won money on it both times. He polled six or seven in the first three weeks. Matty Rao's gone and done that again, and I just would have loved to see what Matty Rao would have done if he played the whole year. He, he's on nine votes. It's it, Look, it's pretty safe. We've got Tuke Miller on six, Greenwood on five, Lockie Weller on four. Do you think that Rao's going to have enough in the bank? And also saying that, is he going to get three votes? Yeah, that's the thing. Obviously, that great start to the season, but are we all expecting him to get those, yeah, like three votes in all those games and then that's it and done and dusted? If he doesn't get those, all those three votes, does that leave it for someone else from there that to maybe swoop in? Well, that leaves it for Tuke Miller because Tuke Miller here, six votes. Um, he, If he turns that what, those ones into twos or one of those twos into threes, and there's another couple of games he's been around the mark, but he, he you know, Gold Coast have lost, but he could pick the one vote. If Miller gets to eight and Rao obviously doesn't get three threes, then it's Miller's to take. Greenwood's another interesting one. Um, interesting to see how the umpires rate, you know, his heart attack at the ball, his tackling and everything. Some people even said Jared Witts, but I've only got one vote for Jared Witts here. Um, oh, Jesus, Matt Rao. I, I personally reckon a dollar ten's too short. Yeah, just a little, I reckon. Let's go to Miller. Let's put some money on to Miller, I reckon. Just. You know, $6 is another good price. You can put something on it and you can be confident in it. Next, we go to GWS. It's another tough one, really. The market has Lockie Whitfield at $1.80, Josh Kelly for Toby Green for, while the LSB predictor has Whitfield 10, Kelly 10, Toby Green 6, and Nick Haynes 6. And I don't think, I can't see Nick Haynes. Nick Haynes is $18 on Sportsbet. Um, this is a really tough one here. Um, Whitfield, to be to be honest, I thought it was generous to Whitfield in a couple of games, and I, I think Josh Kelly. I think that's a really good price. Yeah, Josh Kelly at four dollars. It's great. I'd probably take that over the Lockie Whitfield. To be honest with you, I don't think Toby Green's going to get enough votes here. He, he, you know, it's Toby Green. He had some good games. But I don't think that's going to be enough. Stephen Cornelio won't win it. So, look, Josh Kelly's one, and you can you can put on the price. You can just put money on it. There's no worries about that. Maybe Lockie Whitfield could represent good value. Put it in your multis. Next, we go to my Hawks. Um, thirty votes for the Hawks. Just the thirty. Tom Mitchell, ten votes. Chad Wingard, seven. And then next best, I think, is Jaeger O'Meara and Jack Gunston on three and four. I think that Tom Mitchell will win this. However, there is a couple of games later in the season where he's got votes where it's plausible he might not vote or get the one vote instead of two votes because he's got three two-vote games in the last six weeks. Uh, Hawthorne did lose two of those. So there is a chance that possibly he doesn't do that. And Wingard's got the form. In our first three wins, Wingard gets seven votes. Uh, he was absolutely fantastic at the start of the season. And But what do you want to take here, Alex? Because Tom Mitchell's a proven vote-getter, but the votes might not be there. But for Wingard, the votes are there, and Hawthorne won in those games, so you don't need to stress too much about him polling. 
Yeah, so I definitely think you could maybe put Chad Widgard with that three dollars at um, you know, in another little roughie. You know, if he polls well, if he polls well in those first few wins, um, and then Tom Mitchell doesn't vote later on in the year, we think he's going to uh, Widgard could definitely snatch it up. But I think Mitchell is your is your best bet to win it. But with Wingard possibly sweeping in the last minute if Mitchell doesn't get those votes. So that's how I'd go with it. Could come down to the last game. Tom Mitchell gets um, 36 disposals and Jack Gunston gets four or five goals. It could really come down to that, whoever gets the three votes in that. Next, we go to the Ds on 60 votes. I'm going to admit that I've got, I think I've got Christian Petrarca wrong. He's on 23 votes on my predictor. I'm happy to admit that's too high. I I will, closer to the Brownlow, go back and have a look at every one of his games and just see if that is too high. Because if if, tw- if it the, actually the 23 mark, it's not even the worst thing putting $5 on him to win the Brownlow just in case. It won't happen. But Petrarca, 23 votes. Let's pick him back to 20. Max Gorn, Clayton Oliver, 10. Mighty short there for Petrarca. And we know Gorn and Oliver can vote. Yeah, they can, but I still think uh, Christian Pachaka's going to have enough votes to uh, to cover both Gorn and Oliver, I reckon. You'll put that in the A category, I think. I think we can be confident about that. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Petrarca only got in the mid-teens. But oh, 100%, I'd, yeah. Clayton Oliver probably has the capacity to get into the late teens. I don't think Gorn does. I think, what, well, we've got Gorn um, 9 here, 11 here, sorry. I think the max he can get is probably that. Because for Ruckman and everything. North Melbourne, another interesting one here. Only 30 votes. Jed Anderson, eight votes. Sean Higgins, six. Jai Simkin, five. This has normally been reserved for Sean Higgins and Ben Cunnington in recent years. Ben Cunnington obviously missed a large chunk of the season. Sean Higgins didn't have as good as a year as he would have liked. But, geez, this is a tough one. And just I don't think you can back Jed Anderson at 250. Yeah, this is a weird one. I think it could go a lot of different ways, and I think it's really up to either either don't put any of them in there or throw a couple in with uh, some of the surefire ones and you might pull one off. Interesting to know Todd Goldstein's $3. Yeah, I don't really... I've only got him getting three votes. I've only yeah. got him getting three votes, and that's in one game. That's in round two. I remember... This off topic for a sec, but I remember on the TAB, they used to have especially for teams that were, um, you know, finished Wooden Spoon or something. I remember it was 2012. I had a, I had a um, Port Adelaide, any other player to win. I was paying 15 bucks, and I got a couple of good plays in, including Kane Corns. And Kane Corns only played like seven. He was injured for most of the season. I got Kane Corns. I got a couple of other interesting people. Got 15 bucks at it. But I was, you know, I was barracking for 17 players from Port Adelaide. Almost won. Kane Corns lost by a vote. Kane Corn, I think Kane Corn's polled three votes in a game they got smashed in or something. But, you know, I don't think we have that option on sports, but that's fine. Plenty of other options. Speaking of Port Adelaide, let's go to Port Adelaide without Boke. We'll just, I think some places are offering Port with Boke included. He's 19 on our predictor. Alex rating him a bit higher than that. Tom Rockliffe, 13. Ollie Wines, 10. Charlie Dixon, 8. I am very happy to take the 290 on Tom Rockliffe, Alex. Yeah, me too on that one. I think Rockliffe had a, uh, a pretty good season. Um, better than Wines, I would think. And I, I, I definitely like that, that $2.90. 
Well, Rock- Rockliffe is a pig, and but the only problem is a lot of the in just looking quickly two three in three games and probably had another two, but they didn't vote in three games. They're ball polling, and it'll be interesting to see if what order that comes in. In most of these games that they poll together, Boke's getting the most. And it's clear Boke's getting the most. But I found myself in some of these games, I had to toss up between Rockliffe and Wines for the two and one. If one of these players can get the advantage and get three twos and the other get three ones in the games they all poll together, that just might be too much. I think Rockliffe's a pig. He touches the ball a lot. Olive Wines probably a bit more spectacular. But I did like Rockliffe's season a bit more. Um, Anyone else are we interested in? No, not really. Robbie Gray, five votes. Dixon, eight votes. Mm, I don't think it's going to be enough. Could he get... It could possibly get to 10, but I don't think that's going to be enough. Let's go to Richmond with... And this is interesting. Richmond without Martin. Now, this is a this is a minefield. An absolute minefield. Because the way that I've seen Richmond is... There's a lot of games they win, but they don't get the votes. It's more of a team effort. There were so many games this year where they won and they didn't get the three votes. Or they won, but they got the three votes, but they didn't get the two and the one. Um, we've got Trent Cotchin on six, Shy Bolton on five, Jaden Short on five, and then a host on three. We've got Jack Rewald three, Bishop Hawley three. That, uh, do you remember Egmalee Smith, that one game? That one game. Three votes as well. <laughs> Dion Prestia, three votes. I have no idea what to do here, Alex. I'm almost happy to just stay the fuck away from it. Yeah, this one, just don't. I wouldn't uh, be putting any of these ones in a multi. It's just too hard to predict. I think they could have put Dusty in this market, and the thing, the thing is, it's interesting they haven't put Dusty in this market. They've done it for a purpose because people don't know where to go, and you know, you've, you've, as I just said before, you could possibly have six options, and they're going to go anywhere because. Um, Zach Merritt is definitely going to win Essendon's one by probably more. He's He'll have a bigger gap to second than Dustin Martin has to the second at Richmond, I think. So it's interesting they put this market out because it's an absolute minefield. Next, we go to another without market, the St Kilda without Jack Steele. Now, we have Jack Steele on 21, and there's no complaints here about leaving him out of the market because then it gets tough. Zach Jones, eight. Jack Billings, eight. Rowan Marshall, six. Dan Butler, six. What do you think here? Again, I'm a little bit torn between this uh, Zach Jones and Zach, uh, Jack Billings. Um, again, I, I don't mind Zach Jones at $1.85. Um, but as you said, it's, it looks really close in that set that, that uh, most votes without steal. I don't mind Dan Butler. Dan Butler's got three certain threes. Didn't poll again for me, but there was a couple of games you could potentially pick up a one or a two here and there. I think when you look at games like this, uh, markets like this, sorry, you need to think who's definitely getting a three, who's definitely getting a three. And there's no doubt uh, Saints against the Tigers. I can't remember the other game. There's no doubt Dan Butler's getting three in there. So that's six votes there. And a lot of game. And Jack Steele's obviously going to take a lot of votes. I think he'll do quite well. So that's an interesting one there. Another without market. Um, I'm, no complaints about this either. Luke Parker finished the season strong. Finishes on 12 votes. 
but I don't think any places are offering that marker with Parker. So now we need to go to the next rung. Isaac Heaney, $6. Josh P. Kennedy, $6. I'll start that again. Isaac Heaney, six votes. J.P. Kennedy, five votes. And then we go to Dane Rampey on four. Tom Papley on five, sorry. Jake Lloyd on three. This is another minefield. Yeah, I'm, I'm really torn on this one. Papley had some, could get some votes in those games early in the season where he kicked a few, but they didn't win many, so he might not. Heaney got injured yeah, midway through the season or early, early in the season. Well, Heaney's, so. got, Heaney's winning, and he's $8 on sports bet. So <laughs> maybe I've undersold JPK in some games, but he played some really good games, but every game he played in, he got one vote. Every game he voted in. So if he turns that into a two then he's going to win. I think I'll just have a little nibble at Heaney. Yeah, that's a good one. Again, Heaney, Ruffy, put it in there with some uh, surefire ones, like we said. Like, well, the uh, thing is, we're going to all these things, Alex, and a lot of the years, there's a lot of shorties. There's not many shorties this year. No, there isn't. I was You're getting say, good value. You put it in with maybe, you know, um, Zach Merritt. I try to find a couple of maybe Rory Laird. Um Not many. Yeah, you're right. Tom there Mitchell. isn't very many short where certain winners. You're right. If you happen to multi all 18 together and get them all right, you'd be a millionaire off 50 cents. I'd say every any other year, you'd be a millionaire off $10 or $20 or $50. You'd be a millionaire off 50 cents if you can pick it this year. Or well, next, we go to the Eagles. And, Jesus, another tough one. Oh, but this is almost one of my best bets, is Andrew Gaff. He's polled 14 votes, Tim Kelly 11, Nick Nat 6, JJK 6. Gaff's yeah. $5 here. That's the thing. Uh, Nick Nat up there, I don't know about Ruckman. That's the thing. We, we thought like, years gone by, you know, when Gorn and Grundy were in that form, we all thought they were going to be in that, get a lot of votes. And, and in the end, they didn't. So I'm just wondering, do we do we trust in a Ruckman to get the most votes for a team? The thing is with games, there was a lot of games that on a lot of predictors, Nick Nat got. Six votes. Six votes, sorry. Three votes. And he only touched the ball eight times. He didn't kick a goal. He only took three marks. It was literally his presence, his hit outs and his presence. And Jesus, it's very, very hard to give votes to someone who's just getting hit outs. Because yep. there, there was a few games he was getting, but he was never really breaching the 15 disposals. He'll pop up for a goal. Maybe some games he'll get a couple of contested marks. But I just can't have him at all. I can't see how he's the favourite. I have no idea. Tim Kelly polled pretty well with Geelong, so that shows a precedence. He should poll well. Dom Sheed. Look, Dom Sheed's there as well. Four votes. But I'm pretty happy to go with Gaff here at $5. Finally, we finish on the Bulldogs. I've got Jackson McRae. He's a good bet for top five and top ten for me. 16 votes. Bonson Pally on 12, 12 votes. Next best is Lockie Hunter on seven. Obviously, Bont. We know what Bont can do. We know what he's like. Um, you know, he's a good polar as well. He, The umpires would be more impressed by Bonton Pally getting 20 disposals in a goal and McRae getting 30 disposals. We all know that. But where do you lie on this one? Yeah, I'm again, I'm a little torn, but I do think McRae got a lot of the footy. I think he was the leading... Uh, he was just just below leading disposal under Neil. So he definitely get, got a lot of disposals. 
Um, on this one, I'm just the yeah. I'm not 100 percent sure on this one. What about you, Toff? I'm going McRae. I'm I'm really happy with um, McRae to um, get at least 15 votes. Bond could definitely get 15 votes. I think it's it's definitely a two horse race, but I'm very keen to add Jackson McRae to some multis. Maybe you put a few with Bont and Pally in, but I think who you're, knows? I think you're right. McRae can get the disposals, but are they, is that going to be enough, or are the umpires going to be looking for someone like uh, Bont and Pally who maybe get like 15 to 20, and you're right, maybe a goal or two compared to like a 35 disposal game. So it, it's... Well, I was really high on McRae last year, but McRae just simply... McRae last year had too many one-vote games. We thought I'm, he was going to get I'm... three or two votes. Do we see that again? Yeah, he was getting. He might. Well, get... it's simple here. I actually, we're going to get to that market a little later. Votes in the most games. I have McRae getting one vote in one, two, three, four, five, six games. Yep. So, and that's probably precedence. That's probably my brain going. No, you know, McRae. McRae could have won last year, but he just got too many one votes. Yeah. All right, that's enough on other markets here that we always like to have a look at with interest. We've got the leader after five, Lockie Neal, 14 votes, the next best. <laughs> Look, Lockie Neal's going to win this. There's not too much doubt there. Rao, nine, Boak, nine, Wingard, seven, Jack Billings, Dylan Shield, Grundy and Heaney, six. Do you want to have a small saver on someone besides Lockie Neal, Alex, or are you just happy to take Lockie Neal? If at all, I, I yeah. don't think you can multi this. So yeah, no, I'd be happy to just. Money. If you're gonna, you could just put something something on uh, Lockie Neal. I think he's gonna win that straight out. I don't see anyone else. Um, and then we go to leader after leader after ten rounds. Lockie Neal's on twenty. I haven't even calculated everyone else uh, because I thought maybe we can get a little bit of value after five, after ten. Not a chance. There's, there's no way in hell anyone wins this. Maybe, maybe Boak could finish second. He's twenty six dollars. I don't want to go near it. Yep. Then we got Same. we got the most votes in the last eight rounds, and this is one of the most open markets because Lockie Neal's not going to win this. Yeah, you're the, right. He didn't have the he didn't have the best end of the season or the the no uh, the yeah. Lockie Neal's not in the top five for me. He's eight votes off. I've got Petrarca on top. 13 votes. I said before, he's too high. Take three votes off him. So let's say he gets 11.5 votes. Danger, $10. $10, sorry. Danger, 10 votes. He's fantastic value at $19, especially if he gets that three in the last game. And then we have Rory Laird, Sam Walsh, Nat Fife, Tom Rockliffe, Jack Steele, Andrew Gaff, and Bont, all on nine votes. This is fantastic. Does anything take your eye there, Alex? Oh, definitely that danger one. Uh, we know he can he can pull the votes, and he did play well in the last uh, few games, especially in that last round if he gets the three votes in it. So I definitely like that one at nineteen dollars. It's pretty awesome. Um, I have to have a closer look at the other ones, but Sam Walsh doesn't look too bad either. I don't think I'd cross Sam Walsh out just for the simple fact is I'm pretty confident a lot of his votes that he got won't turn into three votes. Whereas someone like Fife or even Rockliffe, Steele or Gaff or Bond, any of those three, they could turn those one or twos into threes. 100%, yeah. You can cross Rory Laird out. Rory Laird will finish on nine. That's I'm pretty confident to say that, but there's, that's a maximum. That's a ceiling of nine. He's There's no way he's going to vote 
in any other games besides the ones he's voted in. You can cross him off. Look, Petrarca's probably good, good odds at $2.75. Yeah. Look, if you want something safe and more than likely probably going to happen, Christian Petrarca, two seventy five. Set it, forget it. Pretty good odds. It's um, good odds. If you want some, if small you want saver higher, on danger. Yes. Yes, exactly. Small saver on danger. Played a poll in the most games here. Lockie Neal isn't winning this. Petrarca's, again, is on 11. Of course, as I've said the whole episode, too high. Let's say Petrarca gets 10. Neal gets 10. Steele gets 10. McRae gets 9. Boat gets 8. I think you really... I think you would... Wouldn't be the worst thing to just put money on Steele, Petrarca, McRae, and Boak. Just share it all around. And because one if one of them wins, you're making money. You put a yep. bit more on Steele and Petrarca. Just, if you've got 20 bucks to bet with, put $7 on Steele and Petrarca. Put $3 on Fife and Boak. You're still going to make money. Yep. But, but Lockie Neal could win it. It's a tough one. And then we go to the most three votes games. Lockie Neal at $1.40. Christian Pritaka, $9. Travis Boak, $9. And for the LSB predictor, Lockie Neal, seven three-voter games. Travis Boak, six. Jack Steele, five. Petrarca four. This could almost be another one that we probably probably put a little bit on Boak and Steele, I reckon. Yeah, just share that around. It's going to be one of them. So I think um, you're going to make money either way, I reckon, here, if you put a little bit on, on each of them. All right, well, now let's go. Let's just have a quick look at the Quinellas, Exactors, Trifectors, Top Fives, and all this. We'll just have a quick look because it is a minefield. What would you say right now would be your Brownlow Metal Quinella? Well, pretty much Brownlow Metal Quinella, Brownlow Metal Exactor as well. Because we all know we all know everyone's tipping Lucky Neil. Who's yeah. coming second? Uh, I'm going to go with Travis Boak on that one. So Lucky Neil, Travis Boak, $3. Three dollars, three dollars fifty. If you take the exacta, because you take the exacta, yeah. I think that's good value. I really like Jack Steele, six fifty. It's this bit of a worry on his voting, and of course you got to worry about Petrarca as well. And then the trifecta. Who who are you going to add to your uh, Lockie Neal and Boke trifecta? I think I'd go with you on that one and pick Jack Steele, uh, Lockie Neal, Travis Boke, Jack Steele. Uh, ten bucks, beautiful. 10 bucks. And that's actually in order. So ten ten bucks for Travis Boak to come second and Jack Steele third. Reverse it, that's fifteen dollars. If we go the box trifecta, we're getting six bucks. That's still pretty good value. Yeah, I like both those ones, so I definitely put a little little something on each of them. And then we're and then we're gonna go even higher. We're gonna go first four. Who are you adding fourth? Probably have to add Petrarca. Yeah, he's, look, we didn't think he's going to go as high, but I definitely think he's going to get in that possibly, uh, could possibly get in that top five. We don't think he's going to get high enough to get uh, the win, obviously, but uh, Petrarca is the safe bet to go in there in that fourth place. Generally in horse racing, obviously, first fours pay a huge compared to trifectas. Even if, even if three favourites come in the trifecta, if that fourth horse is anything... Not the four, anything more than the fourth favorite. It pays huge. It's interesting here. Box trifecta: Jack Steele, Lockie Neal, Travis Boak at six bucks. Box first four with those three and Petrarca is three dollars twenty-five. <laughs> so if you can find something there, it's it's just so hard to get four. It is so hard yeah, to pick four, even in a year like this. 
Definitely be sticking to the uh, your Cornello or maybe just your exact. The simple fact is, in 2018, no one won any. I no one won any money on the trifecta or the first four because you simply couldn't. You could back steel side bottom, but it was like 500 to ones and a thousand to ones. You couldn't back Brayshaw in anything. Brayshaw was not in any trifecta or first four markets, and side bottom was down the bottom. So it'd probably stick away from the first fours there. Who? Is anyone in particular taking your eye for, for a top three finish, top five finish? Uh, I'm having a quick look at having a quick look at it now. I like Jack. I've, I've been high on Jack Steele, and I think if Jack Steele does shit, then I'll probably do my money in. But I think three fifty is good odds. And then, yeah, I I I really can't see anyone outside of the four we've discussed finishing inside that top three. Maybe no, I think it's going to be one yeah. of the four. Probably, I don't. Th- I can't see anyone else popping up and, uh, and uh, getting in that. I mean, you got what do you got? McRae, maybe, but I don't see him getting. I in don't that see top him three. getting enough. I see him getting top five, and I was going to bring that point up about McRae for top five. He's five dollars fifty. Patrick Dangerfield five dollars. I don't mind. Zach Merritt three fifty. Someone at odds, Nat Five, seven fifty. He's definitely not in the top five on the Brownlow predictor, but it's five. Well, you know, what did we see from him last year? Yeah. And then we go keep scrolling through. Little sports better suspended the top twenty market, so that's interesting. Oh no, they haven't. They've suspended it for uh, obvious reasons. Obviously you can't bet on Lockie Neal to come in the top twenty. That's an absolute minefield, that market. There's about 20 players under $3. I don't think you're going to get much value. Is there is it anything interesting you in the top 10 or the top 20? In the top 20? Mm, not really, to be honest with you. I haven't really found anything too good in there. It's just a minefield, and the ones that you think will finish top 20, you're just not getting good enough odds. And, of course, you can't multi it. How good... Actually, let's propose this to sports bet, Alex. Same game, multi on the brown low. Just put 10 different people in for a top 20 finish. I like those odds. That'd be great. That, that would be very they, good. I doubt, they'd, I doubt they'd do that. We'd, we'd win too much money. We'd probably, lo- nah, we'd probably lose we'd anyway. We'd probably lose as well. We'd put well, too many multis on. <laughs> we're almost getting to the end here, but I just wanted to highlight on on sports bet, if you do bet with sports bet, some of the extra markets. We've got the elite player handicap. Now, I've crunched all the odds. Lockie Neal, if you don't know how it works, it's pretty much, you know, players start on a certain number. So Lockie Neal starts at scratch. Travis Boak has a 6.5 point head start. All the way down the bottom to players like Fife, Adams and Nick Nat have a 12.5 head start. I've got Petrarca winning by uh, one vote. So let's say he scored too high. So I've actually got Jack Steele and Petrarca winning the Elite Player Handicap, $10 and $11 odds. Third's Lockie Neal on 28. It's going to be very... He, he could possibly win it. And I think $9 is pretty good odds. And then you've got uh, McRae, Danger, and Zeret are all fourth. They're all two votes behind. It's a minefield of a market. Don't go anywhere near Nick Nat. He finishes 30, 13 votes off. The, uh, the winner of this handicap. Does this market interest you or it's just another market? Just another market for me. I'd have to have a bit of a closer look at it, but for now, not really much interest. 
I think I think Steele and Petrarca. We said that a lot. Steele and Petrarca are good savers, and if Steele and Petrarca shit the bed, I all, think, your, uh, all your bets are gone. <laughs> not all of them, but some of them. Uh, Brownlow Group Banana Benders. Jared Lyons will win that group, and then I've had a look at the two sports bet. Just two groups up so far. They normally put more up. Group A. Patrick Dangerfield is the favourite, three dollars. He's going to win that quite comfortably. Maybe Fife might challenge him, and then Group B is a more open affair. I've got Rockliffe and Walsh finishing on thirteen votes, and they're three dollars fifty and five here. And will there be a tie in twenty nineteen? Dollar oh four. There won't be a tie. Nine dollars. There will be. I. Oh, it's safe to say there won't be a tie. One other market that's pretty lame, but you know people are interested in it. Alex is the winning margin. Now. Are you willing to bet on this, or are you just going to stick away? Uh, no, my luck, I'll be way off it, but we can have a little deep dive into it. Tie $9 not going to happen. One to two is $5 won't happen. $4.50 for three to four is possible, because a lot of times these overwhelming Brownlow favourites don't win by as much as people think. Yep. Um, obviously, I thought in 2018... Tom Mitchell was going to win by 10, 12 votes. Yeah, and he ended up winning by four. So it is possible that can happen. Um, 10 plus ten plus at $9 is entirely plausible. We have Lockie Neal getting 28. If Lockie Neal stretches that out to 30, there is a big case that no one else gets 20 votes. I could definitely see myself putting something on that 10 plus one, just a sneaky, just a few. Just, yeah, just to see, because it gives you interest. If Lockie Neal gets, if he's sitting there, you know, we've got the form guide out and we're going, oh, Lockie Neal's going to get, oh, that's all right. Lockie Neal's going to get one vote in the next. So that gives other people a chance. If Lockie Neal gets three, instead of going, oh, shit, what a, you know, this is a brown low, it's already over. You can go, yes, keep going hard. <laughs> keep stealing yeah. those three votes. Yeah, so I, I do right. like that one, actually. I'll probably put a sneaky one on that 10+. plus. Well, that's about... The, we're about done here. It's been awesome discussing the Brownlow. I really hope we can find some winners. Really looking forward to the Brownlow next week. Just off the top of your head, can you give me um, your best bet or your best little multi for the Brownlow? My, I have been playing around with the uh, the player head-to-head, so people might want to check that out. I do like some of the things. Yeah, we little, didn't bring that up, but you know, there's so up, many You can markets. make a few little... You can get some good uh, uh, multis with that one uh, if you if you want to have a show. That's why I do really like that, and I'll play around with that a bit later. Um, and as well as putting something together with the uh, the most uh, votes for teams, I do like maybe pulling a, pulling a multi together but with that. So maybe later on, uh, hopefully a bit a little closer before... Brownlow, I'll have some bets up maybe a little. Yeah, we little definitely podcast. post them on the Facebook page. My best bet, I'm going Jack Steele, winner without Neil. I just, I don't know why I'm really high on We've looked at the facts and figures for too long. It's time to relax. We've got the Brownlow next Sunday. I'm Ricky, really looking forward to it. And thanks for your time tonight, Alex. Thanks for having me, Toff. Mm-hmm.